0: Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato.
1: I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts.
0: This is a podcast all about our lives. We talk about TV. We'll be talking about uh, Survivor. The I believe it's the third episode.
1: Who knows?
0: Season forty-two over there. Uh, I'll do that in a little bit. Uh we are going to recap our week like we
1: normally do. I'm gonna tell you guys what's been going on, what's been happening, what is on our mind.
0: It's Monday evening cuz the podcast comes out on Tuesday mornings
1: now. We switch things up.
0: It's crazy over here, folks. How have your weeks been?
1: Mm, they can't tell us. Oh, well, good. <laughs> we um, hope you've been having a good week. We hope you guys um are, you know, not still in shock after the Oscars really rocked us.
0: This is what's nice about uh, having a day to process Sunday. Yeah. You know, now we can really get into Chris Rock uh, and why he was in the wrong what? for uh, poking fun. At a celebrity should have never done that. You should know if you ever make a joke, be ready for someone to assault you in front of a group of people. Yeah.
1: Jokes definitely deserve violence.
0: Yes. Especially when they're on global TV.
1: Yeah. Especially when that's like the whole premise of what you are being paid to do is to roast and make fun of these people. So
0: I got to say not on Will Smith's side on this one. I'm, I am taking sides. I'm going to say I am in a Chris rock camp.
1: Absolutely. Same as me. I mean, I, I don't think it was a good joke. I understand being upset about the joke, but I joke, I don't think any joke ever deserves violence. So I think we can all agree. No one should get hit over a joke.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, it's the, well, if you, maybe you, you've been living under a damn rock, but Hey, pun intended. Not really, but uh, last night at the Oscars, uh, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock across the face for making a joke about his wife, Jada Pickett-Smith, and uh, she has her head shaved at the moment, and Chris Rock said, can't wait for-
1: uh, G.I. Jane 2. G.I.
0: Jane 2. The worst, I mean, a reference no one should remember.
1: I had so long ago.
0: No one should remember that. First of all, it's Demi Moore, a gorgeous woman. Uh, And she was pretty hot in that movie. She was hot, smoking hot. Uh, So I, I don't really understand exactly. I mean, I guess bald... You yes that's what it was it was about trend. making
1: fun of the fact that she was bald but it was such a joke for old people
0: it was very old i mean i can you imagine anybody under the age of 30 knowing what gi jane is people
1: had to google it you have to you have to now let's back it up a little bit and tell them about what happened here at the house because i was not interested in watching the oscars i was in our room i was writing i was deep into a, I'm having a lot of fun writing at the moment so i was deep into that and nick knocks on the door and he's like I'm sorry but you got to come see this and I was like huh and then you were like you got this is this is live television and I I have to come get you right now so tell me about what you were thinking during that moment
0: well in order to tell you that I got to take you way back (laughs) way back to the end of February when I decided to get a month of YouTube television Uh, YouTube TV I paid for a full dang month Uh, I think because I'm already paying for YouTube premium, it was only like 50 bucks for me, which is good.
1: Gosh, that's so much money. Yes. If you uh, add up all of our subscriptions, we're paying over a hundred dollars.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, that's the way it goes. I can definitely ditch a few things. We'll see. We'll see after this month. I'm really enjoying YouTube TV. I mean, but that's another point. That's another topic, but I... Enjoy it because you can watch live television. There's so much offered at the basic package of YouTube TV that I haven't even thought about having to like add any of these extensions on, et cetera, et cetera. Mostly for March Madness. That's why I got it. I wanted to watch March Madness. And folks, we've been watching the shit out of March Madness. We can talk about that in a second. Oh,
1: yeah, we have. It is. thank, Thank the basketball gods for giving us this beautiful token of entertainment to get us through this month.
0: So I got YouTube TV really to watch some live TV, uh, mostly sports. But guess what also is in March, the dang Oscars. And so um, uh, with that and SNL and all of these other things that I kind of miss out on when it's, you know, the first run while they're on TV, I always have to watch the next day or whenever it's dropped on my preferred streaming service, you know, or never see it at all. So I've been just DVRing everything. You have all unlimited DVR, so I'm like, oh, the Oscars, so I went and I made sure I, I taped that, and I never watch the Oscars because I'm really not a movie buff. I'm, I've seen a ton of movies in my day. I enjoy movies, but as you know, if you're longtime listeners here, I mean, we watch a lot of TV, and we don't watch so many movies. It's We really should watch more, but uh, I didn't watch almost any of the movies that were uh, up. I don't know if I saw any of the movies that I saw nominated for anything.
1: You saw 20 Minutes of Licorice Pizza.
0: I did, but I actually didn't see it come up because of the craziness (laughs) that was the Oscars. Yeah. So, okay. So here's what happens. Ashley has removed herself from the situation. She has decided that she needs to write. So she goes into our bedroom, which we have a little office space in there with a desk, and she's like, I'm going to write, you watch the Oscars, I really don't give a shit. I was like, fine, sounds good to me. So uh, I'm out here half watching the Oscars, and I'm watching on a long delay, probably like 30 to 40 minutes, because I anticipated Ashley might might, might have wanted to watch, and so I saved it. And then when she was like, nah, I'm not into it, I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll watch it. But I didn't skip through, so I'm watching it. I get a text message about an hour into my watching. Holy shit, was that real? And then uh, somebody said, what? And he was like, and then they sent a, a, a GIF or an image and go, yup, that was real. Holy shit, uh, Will Smith just hit Chris Rock. And then I noticed my dad had texted me, and I was like, Oh, boy. <laughs> wait a minute. So I'm scoot, I scoot through. You're scooting through. I'm scooting through. And I realize... <laughs> Still that t-
1: haven't gotten me at this point.
0: The text had come in about 10 minutes prior. Yeah. And uh, I just wasn't paying attention. So I, I knew that like 10 minutes before going getting alive, live that we're probably going to have something. So I see Chris Rock come up and uh, he's going to... Um,
1: He's introducing the documentary aw- awards. Right. Yeah, he's presenting for the best documentary.
0: And then, I mean, you've seen what happened. He And we just told you, he makes some jokes about some people in the audience. Um, then he makes that joke about Will Smith's wife, Jada. And Will Smith, uh, basically, he laughs nervously, but does laugh. And you could see they cut to Jada. She's upset. They cut to Chris. He starts talking, you know, moving on. And then all of a sudden he... He said, all of a sudden, he looks and he goes, oh, King Richard, because that's what Will Smith was up for with the Academy Award. He walks up, and this guy slaps this man across the face. I mean, I can't believe he didn't lose a tooth because I've studied this shit. I've looked at it over and over again. We all have. I mean, he slaps him, but he's got such a tense, tight, hand that he slaps him with that it really was like a palm strike absolutely like it was uh it wasn't a, it didn't sound like a
1: slap it Mm-mm. sounded like a
0: thud it, it looked like a punch it was more of a punch but he but open it was a hand slap. punched him basically. yeah
1: he open hand punched him and I mean the force of yes. uh, Will Smith I can't believe Chris Rock didn't Chris Rock, fall back not a big guy Will
0: Smith looked giant in front of Chris Rock this is something that Stern was talking about this morning which anytime something like this happens you got to check it with Howard Stern and Will Smith was like, he's like, I remember Will Smith being this like little kid. And now like compared to Chris Rock up there, he looked like a goddamn mountain. And he did. He, he had put it, he's put on weight a little bit. You know, he's been, you know, he's an older guy and he's also in serious acting roles now, you know, and uh, you got to kind of put some weight on here and there, but who knows? Maybe he's just put weight on. Maybe he's depressed. Maybe he's got other problems. Something's going on in his head. He hits this guy so hard. Chris Rock, a tiny guy. Chris Rock is one of those guys you see him in the same room. You go, holy shit, Chris Rock's really small. You're just gonna realize that he's five six. You know what I mean? You just these com- maybe 150 comedians look like giants because they're on stage and they're so powerful. And then you see them; they're tiny little people. Yeah. Um. And but this guy does not move when he gets basically punched in the face in front of the entire academy. Doesn't move. He keeps like. He's in shock. His lip was quivering. You can tell his face was starting to get puffy. He makes a joke about this being the best live moment on TV ever, which was, you know, pretty good for Chris Rock. But then he's flustered. He keeps saying documentary, documentary, documentary when he's not supposed to. And then he's just like, let's just see it. And then you have... We go you go on the Internet and you get to see what was cut out because it was all choppy on the main feed. You know, they tried. They got the slap, the slap we all saw.
1: Well, then when you pulled me in, I also saw you can see what Will Smith is mouthing at him after he sits back down.
0: Right. And then uh, upon, you know, investigating online, you find out that he's saying he says, and I quote, keep my wife's motherfucking name out of your mouth. So, I mean, he's screaming this. He screamed it twice. You could tell, some people were trying to say, like, eh, no, it was fake, but then, like, the way Chris Rock called him dude, like, that's just not a Chris Rock-ism, where he was just like, dude, it was a joke, like, that's not how Chris Rock would have played into this bit, you know, so, so real, so emotional, crazy live television, I'm stunned I run into the other room and Ashley's got her headphones on and I go, Ash, I'm sorry I'm interrupting you. You have to come watch this right now. It's the most important thing that's ever happened. And she was like, what, what? And I go, come in, don't look at the internet. Come here right now. You need to just witness. This is why live television is poor, is important.
1: And I got to be honest. I was annoyed. It took me like I would say a couple of minutes. I had to save my doc quit Quit my white noise. Get out of bed. I'm like, what? What happened? J, uh Jay Law fell down again. Like, what, what could it possibly be? And then Nick showed it to me and I was unable to move from the couch for the next hour. It
0: was unbelievable. Um, Completely thrown. Couldn't. Look away. Now, really the craziest part about the entire situation was the fact that Will Smith was not taken away. He was allowed to sit there. He sat through the whole thing. They kept cutting to him, and he was kind of embarrassingly laughing. I thought they cut away from
1: him. I didn't see him until he won the freaking Oscar.
0: No, they cut to him. They cut to him once or twice and you're shaking your head. No, I'm telling you like, remember when he we sat-
1: paused to be like, is he even still there? He, Cause we hadn't seen him in a while.
0: Yes. But he sat down when he sat back down, they did show him like being nervous and weird. I'm telling you, they did. Cause I remember seeing him and being like, this guy is losing it. Um, and then, so then they go to uh, best uh, actor, you know, in a leading role. And wouldn't you know, Will Smith wins. <laughs> I mean, the sa- I believe the second black man to ever win this award uh, after Sidney Poitier in like the 60s or something. Wow. Like such an epic moment. Ruined. I mean, just completely ruined. The guy goes up there. Not only does he not apologize, he apologizes to the Academy and his family.
1: Does not apologize to Chris Rock. Does not
0: apologize to Chris Rock. And then uses what he did in like, really, this guy is kind of like losing it. He's crying, he's spitting. They cut away from him a few times. But he uses that moment that he created of assaulting Chris Rock in front of everybody to, he uses that as like a jumping off point as like Richard protected his family and that's kind of his, like, I'm going to use this in my speech to sort there of. Was,
1: yeah, there's a lot of talk about protecting families, protecting people in his life. And also a lot of God talk, being a vessel for God. Right, and... cut to
0: Denzel. And Denzel looks, at, he was like, Denzel said, you know, at your, De- Denzel told me, you know, at your, at your highest, you know, the devil tries to get you or something like that. They cut to Denzel. Denzel does not look, like, happy for him. Because, first of all, you got to remember, Will Smith beat Denzel Washington. And listen, I didn't see King Richard. How the fuck could Will Smith in King Richard be better than Denzel Washington doing fucking Shakespeare?
1: I got to say, I saw Macbeth. I saw the tragedy of Macbeth, and it was one of the best performances I've ever seen. I, it was so good. How the
0: fuck? I mean, guys, I don't know. I don't know, man. I didn't see King Richard, so I can't of them. compare. I've heard, but... I've heard King Richard's pretty good. Uh, um, th- uh, Amy Schumer made a joke that a- I made to Ashley when we saw the trailer f- the f- at the first moment, which six was, months ago w- which was like literally like, oh, great, like a movie about the, you know the um, Finally, he- the two best right. female
1: athletes of all time are being honored by a movie about their father.
0: Yes, yes, the fact that like, it's, it surrounds a guy. Yeah, of course. Can you imagine them making a movie about Mike, the first
1: movie about Michael Jordan, and it's about his dad? That would never happen. Um, Yeah, it was. Uh, He had his dad killed. Nick, that is not true. (laughs) I will not have Michael Jordan slander on this podcast. (laughs) Too much debt. That's not true. They say who? Some of your fucking weird ass friends. (laughs) Yeah,
0: my weird ass (laughs) friends say that all the time. It's
1: bullshit.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah, needless to say, Ashley did not go back into into writing mode. No, I had to sort of waited out.
1: I was, I was, I could not imagine. First off, from Chris Rock's perspective, I could not imagine the fact that a he didn't immediately start crying, which is what I would have done. He didn't run away, which is again what I would have done. Also, running away, crying. The fact that he didn't fall when he got hit. I mean, he just stood there, took it, was able to kind of ramble through the next couple of sentences, and then can you imagine someone slaps you on? live television, internationally, international live television, someone slaps you, and then they win an Oscar. They give a rambly eight-minute speech about how they're protecting their family, and then everyone gives them a standing ovation.
0: Yeah, that was really the kicker, was the standing O at the end. It was pretty unreal. I mean, I found out this morning that Chris Rock did not press charges. Yeah, you know Howard Stern brought up a point like, why would he have to press charges? We all saw it happen. Yeah, you know, but Robin stepped in. I'm just recalling what happened on the Howard Stern show. Robin stepped in and said, "Yeah, but if the if the part the, the, if the uh, the assaultee, the victim, doesn't want to press charges, it's really hard to to do to prosecute that in any way. So it would be n- nil. But still, I don't know. I don't really like Will Smith to begin with, so maybe." I love him. I'm uh, I'm, I'm predisposed to take Chris Rock's side in this, but.
1: I love Will Smith, but I just don't think there's ever an excuse for violence. First off, especially not over a joke. No, people should not be hitting each other for any reason, let alone a freaking joke. So I don't know. This is tough. I I don't actually think I have to like pick a side because like my side is just nonviolence. It's just kind of a huge bummer. It really shook me. It really, really shook me. And I've had a couple of friends like texting me today being like, Hey, I think that was like a traumatic moment for me watching that happen. I haven't been able to like rewatch it. It really upset me. I think a lot of people felt really strange by seeing that Chris
0: Rock got slapped in front of everybody in the world and and he couldn't I mean he didn't do anything about it and then Will Smith didn't get in trouble in fact he got the highest prestige an actor could ever get in the history of the world
1: it looked like he was rewarded and you know I'm sure there will be consequences to his actions but yeah it's like you're watching the Oscars which feels like a very sterile safe environment like feels like they would have you know incredible security at the Oscars. And then you see Will Smith, who is like really a beloved American icon. Like he's like uh, considered to a lot of people to be just like, you know, a good classic guy next door type, you know? Like to me, Will Smith is very safe in my mind. He has saved the earth multiple times from aliens. You know what I mean? Like Will Smith represents like you know, safety and things are going to be good. So for those things to all happen like that on, in such a public forum in an environment that I consider to be as close to lockdown as possible, it was um, pretty bewildering. Yeah.
0: I think Chris uh, Will Smith has lost all of that. Yeah. All that stuff that you're saying that you you think of him. Yeah. I, I did as well. I was a fan of him when I was a kid, especially on Fresh Prince. And then, You know, um, his first bunch of movies were... Men in Black. So huge Independence
1: Day. But
0: he now is kind of this like weird Scientology guy and or rumored to be. And, you know, unfortunately all that stuff between him and his wife uh, last year or the year before that that came out on her Red Table show and all that stuff where there was some sort of open relationship thing where... Will Smith apparently was okay with it, but not really okay with it. And it was sort of cheating, but it wasn't. And I think that's where all this comes from. I think Will Smith has taken such a beating from the media over his relationship with his wife Jada yeah that this was a final straw this was a nerve-wracking night for him uh he probably had a few drinks before the show you know it's the damn Oscars you're gonna have a goddamn cocktail you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. his wife who he has this you know maybe loving probably tumultuous relationship with is sitting there is uh insulted he once again is a dope who doesn't like immediately say F you. He laughs at a joke. I don't know. There's a lot going on. I can I I can't. I can only be a, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? An armchair therapist or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, we'll probably never know because Diddy said that they were going to work it out at the gold party. And guess what? No leaks from that gold party. Nobody knows. Gosh.
1: As soon as I, I there, this is going to be, this better not be another like Jay-Z, Beyonce, Solange in the elevator mystery. You know what I mean? Oh, it will be. Where, it was a
0: Jay-Z, Beyonce party. They'll never let that up.
1: Where forever, you're just like, what happened in that elevator? I mean, we saw what happened and we heard well, what happened. Well, here's the thing. But
0: it didn't happen on, on, in a weird elevator somewhere with no context. Right. We have it all. Yeah. You know, there's a history of Chris Rock making some jokes about Will Smith and Jada, um, as well. So maybe he doesn't. But there's got to be a history
1: of Chris Rock making jokes about everyone. Like he's been a presenter for decades. There is.
0: (laughs) Um, Now I did get a New York Times. breaking update i'd like to get the actual wording okay you go for, for it, it
1: while i talk some more about just like i don't know i feel like i feel like you know how we got um checks, I got the wording. we got checks from the government because of covid i feel like we should get checks for this slap
0: so i got a breaking news at uh about 1 p.m pacific time that said the Academy Awards condemned Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock during the Oscars and said it was starting a formal review. I don't know what that would mean. Do you think they would revoke an Oscar from him?
1: I don't think you can revoke it. I mean, who's well, here, writing the rules? This Who is knows?
0: unprecedented. No yeah. one's ever assaulted anybody at the Academy Awards. Um, wow. Uh, tough that it's this one. I think they may, I think, you know, let's not forget that... Jada and Will boycotted the Oscars in 2016 because the Oscars so white. So there is, there is a lot of lead up to this that is just intriguing. It's intriguing. There is some damn intrigue here. And I really want to know more.
1: I think things will slowly come out, but they will be through, you know, the strainer of a very tight PR system but I am curious to just know I, he he has to apologize for it right Chris would you and if you were Chris Rock would you sue him would you just get like a million I everyone would, saw it I, might as well sue him
0: first of all if I was Chris Rock I would have chased him you would not I would have babe. 100% you
1: wouldn't I have would maintained have. your, perf- your no. steely performer
0: I, I don't have that I have just rage
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would have cried and ran and you would have chased him. i would have
0: chased him and you know and it would have been like a ho- whole like you know jason momoa would have been like holding us back or whatever that guy's name is he was like in the front row yeah um thor
1: yeah right? yeah one? i think you had named him correct i don't know i don't, I don't, I don't know. know i don't know it either. sounds right i don't it know sounds good i don't know it was interesting that everyone in that room like did not react really. And I was thinking about it today. And the only thing I can come to the only conclusion that really makes sense is that they thought it was like a bit or something.
0: Oh, I've listened to it a hundred times now. And when he first slaps him, everybody laughs. And then he said, and then Chris rock makes that joke and everybody laughs like it's a bit. And then will Smith screams and everybody goes, Ooh, and then he chris rock goes dude it was a joke and then he goes repeats himself and he curses will smith and everybody's deadly quiet wow so i think it just said it you know looks like a bit two comedy guys yeah those are two funny guys those are two people we've invited into our homes in our living rooms for since i was a child Mm. now they're beating each other up um
1: they're not beating each other up. One is smack punching the other. Yes. Yeah. It's bad news. It is bad news. Um, one of our friends had a really funny text to you when you guys were on your thread. And I was telling, I, I started texting him, telling him to tweet it. I don't think he ever did. But uh, do you remember what it was? Can you share it?
0: I don't remember what it was. No,
1: look it up because it was it was funny to me just the idea that it presented, um, but yeah, Twitter was back, baby. Like you think Twitter's dead? It was not last night.
0: Well, I mean, I think it was just like to me, it's um, it's like okay, say you work at Subway, right? Yeah, and it's just like your your friend like makes a yo mama joke, and then you punch that guy. Yeah, and you're like working. Yeah, you know. So and then like at the end of the day you find that the the subway place makes you sandwich artist of the month, right? That's what it felt like. It's that's like that guy should be arrested. Why is he getting like yeah. employee of the month? Like, yeah, that's what
1: that's what it is. It's employee odd. of the
0: year if you're if you are uh, best actor.
1: Yeah, it's huge. It is huge, but it was interesting because I like, do not like Twitter. And then when I went there and I was scrolling and I was seeing everybody talking, I was like, Oh, I actually think now that Twitter has a place here because it felt like the only place I could go to, to have like a large conversation about something. So I, I was texting friends and I was getting like, you know, feedback from them, but like I wanted to know what the people thought and there it was right there. So I'm back on the Twitter train.
0: I don't know what the thing was. If you know oh, it was,
1: it was just about like poor, like everybody's clapping for Will Smith and Chris Rock is in the dressing room texting Seinfeld. Something like that.
0: Uh, avoiding texts. Avoiding texts from Seinfeld. By himself in the corner, avoiding texts from Seinfeld. Yeah, that's what it was. That's yeah. so
1: funny. Because, yeah, it's interesting how, you know, what do you think about comics reaction to this? Kathy, um, Kathy Griffin was like, you know, now everybody's gonna think they can punch a comic. And then I had a friend text me like, "Should I be worried about you?" And I'm like, "No, I don't think, I don't think there's gonna be people out there punching comics." People all already sudden.
0: thought they could punch comics. It's yeah. Not this is not okay. new for comedy. It is new for the Oscars. It's you can't really punch an, an actor. The Oscars. So we'll see. Maybe people just start punching actors and stuff
1: in the head. Should we move on? Oh, uh, sure. Do you sure. have anything to say finally nah, about this? Nah. I have something to say. Oh, okay. Not about this, but I have something to talk about. Oh,
0: yeah. Let's move on.
1: So, you guys, I continue my reading tour. I can't stop reading. I've um, been reading nonstop. I'm on book five, and I am deep in the Twilight saga. It's so embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I'm rereading the Twilight books. I read them when they came out. But the thing that really strikes me is what nerds these vampires are. No one talks about it. I, I mean, maybe they did when the books came out like 15 years ago, but the vampires are constantly wearing like sweater turtlenecks and they all drive Volvos and they're like obsessed with CDs. They just seem like real big nerds. Where is this? Where does it happen? Yes. It happens in um, uh, Olympic National Park, basically, like the uh, that peninsula, Forks, Washington.
0: Now- But hold on. Are you reading Twilight
1: again? Yeah. Did you not just hear me say I'm reading the Twilight series?
0: I thought you said I'm reading something like the Twilight series. No. Because I feel like I would know that what you're reading right now is Twilight. You would have told me.
1: So I was reading a book series. I got to the third book and then the fourth one wasn't available from the library. So I rented the Twilight book because I wanted to do some research about it. I was curious about something. I was just wondering if it was written first person or third person. So I got it. I started reading it. And then I was like, this book, I'll get through this book in like two days. It's nothing. I should just keep reading it. Then I read it all. Then I started the second one. And I just find it really interesting that it's, it's, you know, a lot has been said about Twilight being bad. And I'm just here to reinforce not only is it bad, but the vampires are nerds. I can't stop reading it, though. Is it bad? It's, it is sort of, you know, unanimously decided upon that it is poorly written. Yeah.
0: So it's poorly written, but is the story good?
1: Um, the story's pretty good. The story's pretty good. Some of it's kind of like, well, eye-rolly, but it is pretty good.
0: Why is it such a phenomenon? Why did they make a movie out of that series and not something that was a better thing because it was well received right even though it was poorly written people liked it
1: it's just very it's not poorly written it's just very simply written and it just doesn't seem to be written by someone who's necessarily it feels like a first-time writer you know um and why you're asking why is it so popular well that involves a lot of different factors people have been studying and trying to recreate for over 10 years but i would say a big part of it is that it touches on sort of archetypes that teenage girls are pretty into, which is forbidden love, you know, danger, um, hero males rushing in to save the day, you know, feeling very ordinary, and someone seeing you is very extraordinary. It touches on things that teen girls like, and it is very readable.
0: Was it the first of its kind? Is that, why it, is that why it got so much play? Because people had not thought of the idea of like romantic vampires, teens and wolves.
1: Um, Maybe it was the first of its kind. I mean, it's really it is really like a teenage l- teenage romantic version of interview with the vampire, which people might get mad at me for saying interview with the vampire is like great. It's so good. It's like well written. It's not that romancy, um, but this feels like very like like very derivative of that. Okay. And I don't know if it's the first of its kind in the sense of like a teen blockbuster because Harry Pot- the Harry Potter series came first.
0: I don't think of those as teens really. Those are like little kids when it first starts, and then if you can get through three of them then, all then of a it becomes young adult yeah um but no i think teens twilight is very much like te- teens it's and, super and young fr- adultish. forbidden love yeah you know and, and and to me mixing the supernatural vampire thing and yeah werewolf thing i had never heard of that before those movies came out i don't even know about the book series and then since then it's pretty much every single movie that was geared towards that Generation and that demographic for like ten to fifteen years was basically a twilight yes. ripoff. Yes, so so I, it was. I, w-
1: I would say yes, it was the first of its kind. Absolutely, yes, yes. yeah. And it might have been like
0: because then there were then they were like let's make zombies like lo- yeah like, put zombies in love like like let's just how are we gonna make all these like weird creepy things like romantic for little kids?
1: It might have little kids. I teens. mean teens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it might have really helped to define the young adult series, but. I'm enjoying it, so I guess I'll keep reading it. We might watch the movies. Yeah, that's right, Nick. I'm huh? including you in that. Get I think, ready. I, I
0: think I'd watch the movies. Would you? Yeah, I think I probably would.
1: I want to see the new Batman. I nothing left to lose. Will Smith is smacking Chris
0: Rock <laughs> on the stage. The fuck do I care?
1: What else have we been doing? We've been watching basketball, ton of basketball. Oh,
0: man, are we watching a ton of basketball? Listen, folks, I might be Nostra Basketball Domus because uh, right now as we're recording and as you're listening to it, uh, the Final Four has been solidified for the 2022 uh, NCAA March Mag- Madness tournament, and that Final Four is Duke versus UNC and Villanova versus University Kansas, Kansas. Univer- Kansas University. Kansas or is it, University, or is it University of Kansas? I think
1: it's KU. We, we call Kansas that Kansas University. We call it
0: Kansas. Um, th- that's the Final Four, and. I filled out a bracket as well as Ashley uh, before the tournament.
1: And 15 other people.
0: And I picked that Final Four. That is my Final Four.
1: Nick Uh called the Final Four exactly.
0: Now, I don't ever do this. I think I maybe did a bracket like, you know, when I was in college and stuff. But I didn't pay attention to it after filling it out, um, which is kind of what I do a lot. I'll always join like a fantasy football league that friends are asking about. I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I just don't ever pay attention to it ever. And then at the end of the season, I just like Venmo somebody 10 to $20 because I lost. So um, but I am way more into college hoops this year than I usually am into maybe NFL football. And so I got into it and we watched a lot of games, and I sort of chose based on two things. Number one, being just pure. Enjoyment what mm. teams mm. do I love, yeah, and I mixed that in in the cases that I really didn't have a horse in the race. I mixed that in with logic, yeah, and what happened was after the first round, um, Ashley and I did very well after the second round, Ashley and I didn't do as well.
1: You keep saying this, you said this to my brother. I was at the top for a while i didn't i didn't have that dip that you had because I called a couple of things that you didn't call. And you keep, you keep lumping us in the same group.
0: I don't know why you don't want to lump it in with me. I'm motherfucking tops on this tournament. Now you're winning. Not and one I'm person so happy is even 100 points close to me. I'm to so me.
1: happy that you're going to split your winnings with me because no. I'm the one that introduced you to college basketball let's, and, more importantly, Carolina. Let, let's
0: talk about this. Ashley. Yeah. She makes me she she forces me to be a Carolina basketball fan. Yeah. I have to be a fan of UNC. Fine. I don't really like college basketball, but whatever. I love you. Let's do it. So I kind of started getting interested and then I started watching and there was a couple of cool seasons that we watched that kind of got me more into it. And then this year I was into it the most as a, that I've ever been into it. Ashley as well. We've been watching games even in the regular season. We watched the uh, ACC tournament. Uh, we, it's finally time to fill out a bracket and Ashley has UNC losing in like the Sweet 16.
1: Elite Eight. You sure about that? Yeah, I am. I had them losing to UCLA, which sucks. And I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed. Any bracket I've ever filled out in the past, I've always had Carolina going all the way. And I got greedy. I wanted to win. And I, I put my heart aside and I thought, I thought I'm just going to go with, my brain on this. And my brain failed me. I should have gone with my heart. It's an embarrassing moment. But luckily, my love, my life partner, Nick Anthony Maritato, he is so, you know, he he credits me so much with shaping his love of college basketball and Carolina basketball that he will split his winnings with me. And I think that is very cool.
0: It's going to be cool when I'm fucking raking in a cold cool 170 bucks and your ass is fucking dancing for your dinner outside okay
1: i will never bet against unc again i've learned a very not powerful lesson
0: not only did i get the final four to a t correct but i predicted something that has never happened in college hoops ever and that is the university of north carolina going face to face with Duke in the tournament has never happened before in 34 attempts where they're both in the tournament. They have never faced each other, let alone faced each other to, in the final four. I guessed that. Everybody's losing it today. I listened to three hours of Packer and Durham today. <laughs> three hours. Those two, those two guys? Yeah, Packer and Durham. Those are my boys. Those two old white guys. I love them. <laughs> that talk ACC sports on uh, some deep ACC network that's kind of a subsidiary of ESPN. Yeah, I listen to their podcast. Not always, but today I listened. Well, the second hour they talk a lot about uh, ladies college hoops, and I just had no no use for that. So I, I kind of cut out of that one and got into the third. But uh, Carlos Boozer they go to quite a bit because he talks ACC basketball as well. He was a Duke he was a dukey and he does believe that Duke is going to overcome UNC on on the final four now he says that he's seven, he's he's 7 and 1 when he was at when he was at Duke against UNC so when he sees UNC coming up he always he loves to see them on the menu as he says so uh it was a little nerve-wracking I didn't like to hear it but um yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a brawl. I hope it's a brawl and not a blowout on the other side, really. Just might as well brawl it out.
1: Now, Packer and Durham.
0: Packer and Durham.
1: Durham, I don't know his first name, but he is Woody Durham's son. And Woody Durham was the voice of the Tar Heels when I was growing up and for many generations. So that's like, a, there's a, a lot of history there. I wonder who Packer is. I should probably know.
0: What I like about Packer and Durham this morning is I kept saying the same thing and actually didn't like it because because St. Peter's... See, that's the thing. UNC played St. Peter's, which was a small Jesuit college in Jersey City, and uh, we were rooting for them throughout the entire um, uh, tournament because uh, a 15 seed had never gotten that far, and it was exciting. So um, we were... Uh, rooting for him up until, of course, they had to go up against the mighty UNC.
1: Yeah, and then you want them to fail, and you want them to, to fail but pretty badly.
0: One of those guys, Packer and Durham, or Durham—I don't know which is which yet—said uh, that uh, they were like, "Listen, it was it was a fairy. The only reason it was a fairy tale is because the teams before that played terrible, and UNC, as I was thinking, it's time." Folks, it's been fun. Cinderella story's over. UNC, take them down. And they did. And it's what happened. They destroyed them.
1: Now, what's interesting about you getting so into it this year, I feel like you've been into it in past years, don't you? I mean, you helped me sneak away in New Orleans in 2017 to watch them play in the NCAA championship and win. Remember that year? Mm Um, you were into, I feel like you've always kind of, I feel like you've been into it the past couple of years, but you would feel like this year, would you say this year you're more dedicated than past years?
0: Oh yeah. A hundred percent.
1: And it's great because this is Hubert Davis's first year. So you're watching the first year of a new coach, which does not happen often at Carolina, Carolina. Holds on to coaches. Like if you were a fan of like Wake Forest or something, they've probably had like 10 coaches in the past 20 years, whereas Carolina has had three. So this is a big deal for you to see this, you know, to come in this year, to get dedicated this year, because it's going to be a long time, fingers crossed, until there's another new coach.
0: Listen, Hubert's my man. Hubert's my coach. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm a Hubert guy. Team Hubert.
1: I don't actually take that back. The past three years, I do not think there's been three. I think there's been two. Trying to remember when what year Dean Smith retired.
0: Who the hell knows? (laughs) No one does. But Hubert, my guy. So next weekend uh, will be fun. Be watching some Final Four, and uh, folks, if you're if you're into this sort of thing, you know, watch. Just know if if UNC comes out on top, and on the other end, if Kansas comes out on top. Nick's doing pretty good in his bracket.
1: Hey, you just got a notification on your watch that something you bought is coming in. What did you get? Me a present?
0: Yeah. What is that? It's one GCW Atlantic City t-shirt.
1: What? Game Changer (laughs) Wrestling.
0: That's great. I I can't wait for you to get that.
1: What is that? I don't want that.
0: Listen. I got things going on at all times. Are you
1: buying stuff online? I
0: got things going on Hiding at all times. It from me? Sometimes I need to buy some stuff online. It can't just be you getting the, getting the knocks on the door during the day and boxes dropped off. That
1: was all stuff for our apartment, Nick.
0: No, you bought six books last week. They all I came did, separately. Yeah, I did
1: buy a bunch of books last week. Once again, can't stop reading. She
0: can't stop, folks. She's a reading maniac.
1: Something interesting that's happened in our life that we are very happy to report is that Lily has unlocked a new level in her experience here in Los Angeles. You might remember that we have put out a camp chair on our balcony so that Lily can sit out there with us and look at the trees, look at the creek, make eyes at the squirrel, you know, sniff a hummingbird or two. And it's all been under our watchful eye as we sit out there with her, which is kind of, you know, limiting because we don't really want to be out there that long. We'll go out there to read or write, but the other camp chair is not comfortable. Camp chairs in general, you don't want to sit in one too long. So we usually come back inside. But recently we have been letting Lily out there by herself. Folks, before you jump down our throats, before you start sending those emails, before you start sending those texts saying you can't do that, Lily's going to run she gets in her chair she sits in her chair and then we can see her out our sliding glass window as we sit on the couch and watch basketball she doesn't get up she just stays she chills she's not making a run for it so pretty excited for her she's unlocked a new level of freedom
0: it's really wonderful to allow her to go outside when she wants to go outside and just sit there yeah it's nice and we have like a nice big glass door. So if we're not sitting out there, we can kind of just watch her.
1: Our one side, one wall of our living room is all glass, basically. Like it's like the biggest sliding glass door that takes up the whole wall. So we can just watch her from there. And we've also got this new tree. Actually, it's an old tree, it's always been there. But we just, it just started blooming these big puffy red um, bottle brush blooms. And it's attracting hummingbirds. Oh. I've been lost in my headphones. Something yeah, the happened. headphones.
0: It's okay. We're still recording. It's just
1: the headphones. Nick moved around a little bit and messed everything up. There we go. Okay, babe. So do you have any more thoughts about that before we move on?
0: Um, I am just like a big fan of being able to allow my cat to um have live her own damn life. Yeah. I am not interested in keeping my cat in kept capti- in captivity yeah i'm just not i want to let her go i, I want to let her run free i want her to get a job i want her to go to college i want her to get a boyfriend i want her to have all of the things a in a savings
1: life. account maybe something
0: a credit card and when she gets more responsible but the problem is she's a dumbass cat and she can't do any of those damn things
1: we've asked her to pay for her food before she just looks at us
0: just looks at us
1: yeah i would love it if we had a farm And Lily could run around on that farm just having the time of her life.
0: Now, what I like is, though, is Lily is just, she's just not, she's very agreeable, and she's just not that energetic. She's lazy, one might say. (laughs) So, like, when she's out there and she's got a belly full of food and she's sitting on her little chair, you know, I know things are about to pop off because, like, it's not because, like, she jumps up and starts acting crazy. Like, you just see her kind of, like, get up a little bit
1: yeah she like moves a tiny bit and you're like oh here and we then go. she
0: kind of comes off the chair and then she'll like go to the corner of the thing and that's when you go out there and you bring her ass in
1: the thing is is that i really don't think lily a would jump off the balcony but b more importantly if she did jump off the balcony she's not going anywhere she's a big scaredy cat and she would just hide under a bush until we came and got her this is
0: what ashley keeps saying
1: But, of course, we would never leave her out there, you know, unsupervised. As long as we can see through the window, see what she's doing. She's just sleeping in the sunlight. It's the cutest dang thing you've ever seen. Maybe we should put a picture on the gram. Nah. We shut down the Patreon. Big news, big news. Oh, yeah.
0: Patreon is no more. So, uh, thank you guys so much for being patrons. Uh, Those of you who've, uh, from the very beginning, it's been real we really Um, made
1: a lot of um uh, apps that i'm proud of that we will be releasing on this main channel at some point yeah don't
0: (laughs) don't worry you guys are gonna hear (laughs) it um but uh yeah thanks for being patrons that 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 was very nice for us for a little bit uh only a few of you came over there but we did have some extra content so we were happy to provide and uh just can't keep up can't keep up the workflow too much for us right now who knows maybe one day we'll re we'll reevaluate and get another one going maybe a different model Couple more tears.
1: Yeah, but we we do appreciate those who signed up because you gave us another reason to make more content, and we love to do hey, that.
0: Hey, we love to do that for you.
1: And you really had us thinking outside the box too. Um, I there were movies I watched for that Patreon account that I would not have watched otherwise. That's right. So actually, I've been meaning to talk to you about this today, Nick, because yesterday was my book club in New York. And I, can't, I couldn't go because I live in Los Angeles. But I got, like, the email about... Can
0: you not... Do, isn't it on Zoom?
1: They were doing Zoom during COVID, but not anymore. Oh, okay. Now it's back in person. Um, so I got an email being like, hey, guys, how was the book club? And then I was like, yeah, I want to know too. And then someone was like, we actually had, like, a very long discussion about Terminator 3. And I was like, I've never seen that. I saw Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Never saw Terminator 3 Rise, Rise of, the of the Machines. machines. Now, you've seen that. You didn't insist that I watch I've it. I've never
0: seen it. You haven't seen nah, it. Terminator stops at uh, Judgment Day for me.
1: And why is that?
0: Because like a 50 years goes by and everybody's old and then bad reviews. Everybody doesn't like these movies. People huh. don't like them. People like the Sarah Connor Chronicles as a uh, a television
1: show. Yeah.
0: Um, And the fourth movie I think people liked. But I remember distinctly when Rise of the Machines came out, people were like, this sucks, skip it.
1: Ah, uh, so. too bad.
0: But who knows? Why? What was their whole, why, why were they talking about it so they much?
1: They were just saying that it's not that bad and that it's worth checking out. But I couldn't tell if they were doing a bit because it's a bunch of comedians. Lot a lot of bit
0: heads over there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, Survivor Season 42. Episode three. Folks, if you thought the Academy Awards were nuts, how about <laughs> final? Tri- how about not final tribal? How about tribal? Gosh! On uh, episode three of season forty-two of Survivor. Whoa! Talk about a live tribal, folks. Talk about being
1: robbed point blank.
0: So, I mean, that was a wild ride. Uh, I'm okay. So I'm trying to remember the names. What's I think the her name's
1: Jenny. Is her name Jenny? Who? The uh, person who got sent home.
0: Yes, it was Jenny, but that's not not even who I was talking about. The woman who got thrown under the bus, Chantel?
1: I think so. That sounds right.
0: What's that guy's name who threw her under the bus? Um, David? It's something like that.
1: Donnie? Let's just call him the lawyer. And then there's Hoboken, who worked for the Hoboken Fire Department. Okay, we're going to call people nicknames. Rick? Lawyer, Hoboken. Um, That's just... Why don't you just just talk? Just look it up. Just look it up. Then there's the millennial girl. And then the um, the millennial girls, Ride or Die. Can't remember his name. Let's call him Shocked because that's how he looked at Final Tribal. Where are the votes, Jeff? Where are the votes?
0: Where are the votes, Jeff? Okay, so this is episode was called Go for the Gusto. And uh, let's see the cast. Daniel. Okay, so Lawyer's it was, Daniel. It, it's Chantel and Daniel. So that was the... um. Those were the major key figures. Here. They went
1: head to head in that tribal.
0: Folks, good episode. You know, we had, it had been established, I think, in the beginning of episode two, that Chantel and Daniel, who were on the same team, were going to become sort of like uh, unaligned stronger than maybe their larger alliance was
1: they were aligned as swing votes is how i was interpreting it like we're
0: in the middle yes but they talk to each other already yeah and they were like yeah you and i you and i right yes so they had this thing where they were kind of working together yes they get into daniel being a swing vote trying to play both sides pretty heavy chantel uh can't play both sides as well, because she loses her vote mm-hmm. uh, when she risks it in mm-hmm. the prior episode. Correct episode? Two. No, in that was episode, that episode she it loses was it? that
1: episode. She went to the island or whatever, and she did. She decided she went with a, a guy. Don't remember his name from another tribe. They spent the whole time talking about how she could not risk her vote. Right, I can't do it. This is that this tribal is important tonight.
0: Omar. Now you know
1: what? Yeah
0: on the epis on this on the show isn't it o-m-e-r that's how jeff says it but it's also omer. written that way okay and on the cast list it's spelled o-m-a-r on the on cbs that's i'm hearing people go omir omer omar we it's need getting, to get to the getting bottom crazy. of this yeah i'm going with jeff because jeff is going to be corrected right on set yeah um but uh, we watched the recap of Rob has a podcast, and Fishback's calling him Omir or Omar, and, and and Rob's calling him Omir. It's like, get this poor guy's name right, For anyway. Real. Um, yeah, Chantelle goes to that island, risks her vote, loses her vote.
1: But why did she risk her vote after saying, I can't risk my vote? I can't afford to risk my vote over and over again. And I believe the,
0: you know, the analysis is there. People are now forced into taking the risks because the risks are bound. And you're now learning that if you don't take a risk, you might lose this game. And uh, I listened to an interview uh, with Kim Spradlin. Yeah, Kim Spradlin Wolf, excuse me, who has an HGTV show coming out um, next week, I believe.
1: I think it came out. I'm uh, gonna Google. I it. don't think I can't it did. wait to watch it. I don't HGTV. Think it did. What's it called? Why did I buy this Hell House?
0: Yeah, something like that. But I don't think it did because I believe it goes up against the R-Hap, uh recaps of Survivor. It's on after Survivor. Ah. Uh. So it's on at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays. So. Kim Spradlin Wolf, who won Survivor One World, she seems to think that the new risking, playing risky, the playing risky is the new playing it safe, Mm. or playing it safe is the new risky. Either or, where you used to like, if you were risking things back in like the heyday of Survivor, it was a wild move. But here, to not take the To pick up what could be a an idol, and it says, by the way, if you open this up, crazy shit might happen, and it's a risky move. And to not take that risk is the risk. Mm, I see that. So everybody's like, well, this is this game's all about like playing risky now and and playing fast and and loose. So like, what am I going to put this idol down? Of course, I'm going to take the risk. That's the game. Right. When back in the day, it was the opposite. It was like, if you're going to take that risk, that's a wild move. Most people kind of play it safe, play the middle, bounce around, hope they can get to the end. Here, it's a fucking sprint. Yeah. So I do feel like that's what happened. I feel like, you know, why we're talking about this was Omir and Chantel are both on this island, you know, with the ship wheel and all that stuff. And they're basically both telling each other, like, I really can't lose my vote. I really can't lose my vote. Let's not lose the vote. And then you have Chantel being like, "I can't lose my vote," but and I told him that I'm I can't lose my vote, but I'm gonna risk my vote because gotta risk votes yeah, on this game. It's confusing. It, it was just confusing, and it ended up biting her in the butt. They go to final. They go to tribal. Her her partner and Daniel, or Daniel and 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 Chantel are now in the middle. They are now at they split votes because Chantel can't pile on the votes they split votes between two people jenny and another woman who stayed i'll find that woman's name in a second
1: i call her millennial
0: her name is lydia um and basically daniel because he doesn't want to go to rocks yeah jeff threatens thin, rocks and he's like listen i only do what Chantel tells me and i want jenny to go home chantelle wants jenny to go home um or no chantelle wants lydia to go home if chantelle tells me right now to switch my vote i will and we won't go to rocks i don't want to go to rocks and chantelle's like what in heaven's fuck is going (laughs) on here you're my ride or die or whatever and you're throwing me under the bus audibly so that everybody knows that i made this move she can't do anything because she doesn't have a vote she every, and then basically once Daniel says, I'm not going to rocks, that means everybody who is against Daniel's initial vote is like, well, I'll just say I'm going to rocks. And then he'll just do whatever he want. I want because he says he's not going to rocks. So I know I got him over a barrel, basically. Yeah. And that's what happens. And then he flips his vote. It was wild. And Jenny goes home.
1: Jenny goes freaking home.
0: Lydia stays.
1: Everyone wanted Lydia to go, except for her alliance. And
0: number. now Daniel doesn't have Chantel. Nope. Daniel. Done, Daniel, who wanted Lydia to go home, who Lydia says, "I promise, I won't hold this against you." Of course, she's going to hold it against him. Let's see. What's that other dude's name? hi H a i. Which one is he? He was the one who's like, "I'm going to rocks."
1: Oh, right. I want Lydia to stay. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm.
0: going to rocks. Mm-hmm. He was the one who forced it. Yeah. He saw the weakness in Daniel. I was like, I'll go to Rocks.
1: Yeah. You don't want to go to Rocks? I'm going to Rocks. Well, Daniel started by saying, first off, I don't want to go to Rocks.
0: I'm not going to Rocks. So then he gave High the the whole deal. Oh, good. I'm going to Rocks then. Well, I don't want to go to Rocks. Well, then you're going to have to do what I say. Yeah. And then he throws Chantel in the bus. So High's going to be like, fuck you, Daniel. You're like a weird flip-flopper. You went against me. You were playing the middle. You said that you were going to vote with me to vote out Jenny. And now you made me do all this bullshit. You got... uh, chantel who's like you were my boy and now you threw me under the bus fuck you you got lydia being like i thought we were an alliance you tried to vote me out and it didn't work fuck you i mean it's crazy it really is i mean and now and jenny is going to be on the final tribal she's in the because isn't that how they do it now where everybody votes
1: i don't isn't think that so. how it went last time no i don't think so i thought everybody votes i think they still do the tribal of the people who after merge i don't know what's going on mike
0: mike's the 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 hoboken hoboken guy right he was like him
1: too right yeah yeah
0: yeah he was like dude i don't know you know it's just he kind of just made him made a, a villain out of himself he made an enemy for everybody to pick on so easy to pick him next episode to go home so easy
1: really insane
0: Wild times, though. It was like one of those times where you like immediately you needed to see some sort of post-game analysis.
1: Yeah, Nick threw on Rob has a podcast.
0: It needed to happen. But
1: oh, I got that info on Kim's show.
0: Oh, Kim Brad and Wolf. What we got?
1: Season premiere, March 30th, 8 p.m. CST. Central time? That's what she listed. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I don't know why. So
0: that is uh, 9 p.m. EST which is 6 p.m., which PTSD. is really, and, and it would be 9 p.m. here, too, because they wouldn't show it until 9 yeah. It be after Survivor. I'll go find her right now. I'll, I'll tape it on our nice March little 30.
1: Please in, do. I DVD-R. can't wait to see what she does. Love watching her.
0: Folks, that has been the show, the analysis of the Oscars of, uh, I almost said the Sopranos, of Survivor. What else we talk about?
1: We talked about um, Twilight. Can't forget Twilight. Can't forget about (laughs) Twilight and books. Talked about Lily. We talked about basketball. Oh, man. We talked about the... I gave my whole analysis of the NCAA March Madness tournament. We gave thanks to our Patreon members. We gave thanks. And now Nick's going to say something nice about me, and I think that's pretty cool.
0: Ashley, you're quite a lady. Aw. Folks, that has been the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.